0: another episode of Green Jeans. I am your one co-host, Annika Van Rossum, using pronouns she, her, joined by my other co-host.
1: Maya Van Rossum, also using she, her pronouns.
0: And if you couldn't tell by our last names, we are related. We are a mother-daughter duo talking about important social and environmental justice issues through a generational lens, because somehow, someway, a lot of the issues my mom was raising alarm bells about oh, so many years ago, my generation is still raising, raising more alarm bells about. So
1: (laughs) do you want to introduce this week's topic mom? Yes. So we are going to talk about this idea of a federal gas tax holiday and also a state gas tax holiday that is being currently advanced by our current president and why it's being proposed what we think of it, and whether or not there's a better option. So I'm gonna tell you what the proposal is. And um, we're gonna talk a little bit about the where's and the why's and the what's. And Annika, I want you to jump in anytime you have a reactive thought, because I will be very interested in your spontaneous reactions on this, which is a little bit why I didn't give you too much of a heads up because for me, I had a pretty quick response. So I want to see what you do. OK, here we go. So President Biden is out there a lot in the news right now. Right, well, first off, there's a lot of news about gas costing um, on the order of $5 a gallon, right? Um, I know you've got a volt, Annika, so you've got electric power
0: mm-hmm. for
1: a good portion of your daily driving, if not all of it. Does that cover all of your daily commute? Um, I mean, living in like rural Vermont, it depends where I'm
0: going. Some days it gets me where I need to and back. Sometimes it takes, but it gets me a good bit of a dozen. I definitely have saved a lot more money this year than when I had a gas driving car, gas only car.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's good to know. So, so, but this is really thinking about people, right. Who are driving gas only cars and they're paying on the order of um, $5 a gallon and, you know, there is the price that's set by the oil companies. And then on top of that, there tends to be a state tax and a federal tax. And um, so some things you may or may not know, uh, which I did not know, but now do, was that um, if there was a federal gas tax holiday, um one would save about 18.3 cents per gallon. So what's the quick math on that? If you're paying $5 a gallon, you'd be paying $4.82, right? Something like,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. really.
1: something <laughs> like that. Okay, so, um, and so that's what you would be paying a gallon. Now, the president is talking about having this pause in place for the summer months. So up through September. Now, apparently, this gas tax money goes to something called the Federal Highway Trust Fund, right? And that is used to undertake infrastructure costs. This three-month suspension in the federal gas tax would save, save costs, would cost the federal government $10 billion in lost revenue.
0: wait wait it would cost them it would cost them 10 billion
1: yes so if this ho- t- gas tax holiday was put in place there is 10 billion dollars that would not come to the federal government that would come otherwise okay okay and then there's also a recommendation and it's happening already in some states that some states um, put in place their own gas tax holidays. But we're really just talking about the federal government right now. Can
0: you explain what I'm kind of confused what this actually means like a gas tax holiday? Like there's not an extra tax on the gas. I don't get
1: it. Yeah. So, so right now, when you buy gas, right, um, there's a about 18 cents of every for every gallon you pump into your gas tank. Um, about 18 cents goes, I guess, from the service station where you got your gas to the federal government. Uh. Right? So it's like when you pay sales tax, you pay 6% sales tax, the, the merchant, the store merchant collects that money and then sends it to the federal government. All right. And so then that's how, or the state government, really, it's the state government, I think. And that's how everybody gets their chunk of change. So this is, this is how the federal government gets their, their piece of the pie for gas. And then that money goes into the federal highway trust fund, which again, gets used for um, infrastructure projects. So how much, let's see if we can play a little bit of a game. Um, How much would the typical American who has a 15-gallon gas tank save every time they went to gas up if there was this gas tax holiday? What do you think? Give an estimate. Take a guess. Don't calculate it. That's the so same to the cat in the background. And don't listen um, to the whining cat because that'll just make you crazy.
0: Five. Okay, I'm doing like five times 15. No, okay, well, go ahead. Well, I don't, I'm not good at math, man. So you're asking me to do it on the math. So like, I don't know, $75. <laughs> right.
1: Wait, you muted yourself? $75. That's not even what you pay for a full tank of gas. And you'd be saving um, about $2.75 every time you gassed up. <clears throat> and so- the estimate is over the course of the summer, a typical uh, US resident with their 15 gallon gas tank would save, but for this gas tax holiday, would save a little more, would save on the order of $33. $33 a person. Not bad. No, not bad, but not lots, I don't know and
0: then uh, yeah. I think it's like one of those like it just depends who you ask like I like I feel like a lot of people like me like a poor student I'm like 33 dollars I could buy like a whole dinner for myself or like for my car that could pay to gas up my car I mean like a gallon of filling up my tank in the Chevy Volt is about like 25 30 dollars now
1: yeah, so it's a ten. And you know, and admittedly, thirty three dollars is a fair chunk of change, right? I don't sneeze at that. On the other hand, if you're a, a parent working hard trying to care for your your family, um, thir- as you said, thirty three dollars might buy you a meal, maybe a couple of meals. But over a four month period or a three month period, you need a lot more than a couple of meals, yeah. right? So um, now there is a proposal at the federal level to have this gas tax holiday last for um, go go in place between July and January, and there the estimates that are um, the savings would be for a family about forty dollars. I don't know. To me, it doesn't really add up. Thirty three dollars for the summer, forty dollars July to January. But even if you were to double the summer, maybe you'd be talking about sixty six dollars over what, a six month period, nothing to sneeze at, about $10 a month, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so that's, that's where we're sitting. Now, this is the thing. So um, there's a big question about whether or not, if there was this gas tax holiday, the oil companies would actually not take advantage of it for themselves. And actually, bump up the base price of gas by that savings, so actually the public doesn't actually save any money because now they'll be paying the same amount of money, but just none of it will go to the government. All of it will go to the oil company. Wait, so, so they like bump? A big problem. They bump. They bump the price up by eighteen
0: point eighteen eighteen cents whatever, a gallon. That's so
1: fucked up. Right. So- what? So that's the belief by many people um, and that, you know, that the the oil companies apparently have a history of doing this, that they don't allow the savings to actually get passed on when there are opportunities for savings. They just grab it for themselves. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked, but I'm also
0: like, I've never known that. So I'm shocked in the diabolicalness, but I'm not shocked in the reality of it.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. Isn't that so? So this is a big failing of of, of this idea. Now, I do want to say so uh, the Biden plan would um, cost the federal government $10 billion. The the other plan coming out of members of Congress, the July to January, the estimate is that it would cost the government $20 billion. So about double the amount. Which is why I think like the savings to the people, $33, $40 yeah. doesn't really add up. But anyway, so you're talking about a big um, chunk of money, right? You know, I think $10 $25 is a big chunk of money. So here, I'm looking at all my notes so that we can go um, through this. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so
0: the thing is, is Hold the on. Other thing, on. whatever you're, oh. However you're moving your papers, you're
1: rubbing the microphone. Okay. So the thing about this is, like I said, the oil companies, it's not just that they have a habit already of capturing this kind of stuff for themselves, but apparently the oil companies right now already are making like record profits, record profits.
0: (laughs) I just wish- if anybody's like only listening to this on Spotify, it's like, I wish there was like some kind of subtitle that just like Annika makes disdain face. Cause I have the time, I'm like, I don't have words. My face is just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I, I, I just make a face cause I'm like, this is an eye roll. I need like a
1: little sound in there. That's like eye roll. Well, this is what I think. Like, this is why I think this, that this topic was a good topic as I think that most people aren't thinking this through or putting all the pieces together. Right. And I do have a thought. I do have a thought, by the way, an environmental thought on this. But so the thing is, in terms of that, the oil companies are already making record profits. um, Exxon, uh, apparently, right, um, just in January through March of this year, they already made five point five billion dollars. And apparently um, this year over last year, they have doubled. Their quarterly earnings. So, how much they're earning over a three month period this year as compared to now, last year reportedly is double. Great. <laughs> right. So, <Exactly>. Chevron, <laughs> Chevron, Chevron made in just three months. So, I'm not sure, like, these are all numbers I'm getting. They made um, $6.3 billion in just three months. Fun. So, that is billion dollars more than they made the same time last year okay so they're making more money money over hand over fist um which is like crazy yeah so the point is that if we now had this gas tax holiday and then they used it to up their prices their record profits would be even more record Profits. Makes sense. yeah. By the way, if you don't like this topic, we can change it. But let me get to the end. Are you not liking this topic on? No, I
0: just I don't know anything about it. So just add let me here, man.
1: Okay. well, we could go through it all from the beginning once I go through it if you want.
0: No, it's good. We're we're in it. just it's good. It's a good learning one.
1: Okay. So, Then, so I just have to like, look at all these notes. Now, of course, right? um, You know, one of the concerns from environmentalists and also economists who are thinking about these issues recognize that if you give this gas tax holiday and if in fact, it does end up reducing gas prices for consumers, then we we may be like slowing down the transition to clean energy transportation options. Now, I don't think $33, $66 is right, 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 like that 18 cents a gallon is probably enough to really do that very significantly. But that is like part of the realities is every time you make it cheaper to stay on dirty fossil fuels or more profitable for the fossil fuel companies, then you do actually end up slowing down either people transitioning to clean energy options or the fossil fuel companies wanting to transition to clean energy options because they're making more and more money off of dirty fossil fuels. So however you slice this, if the consumer gets the break or the energy, the fossil fuel company Um, keeps the brake, then um, we're slowing down that transition which of course is a bad thing because the climate crisis is costly and it's coming and it's yeah I guess I like for me it's not like a it doesn't really make sense
0: because I feel like I don't know maybe this is me being an optimist but like electric cars and electric engineering is like on the up and up and I feel like even one of my classmates who he loves his like sports car and i always talking to him about it and he was just like yeah like I'm, I'm looking to get a get a hybrid or get an electric car like next and I was shocked because I just didn't I just like I thought he was like a car boy like I want my fancy car and I don't care what it is he's like no like saves me money makes sense like why not so I guess I just feel like the market and the world is moving that way anyways so I'm like even if it slowed it down I don't think it's slow enough slash the people that like I I don't know how simple like the people who keep wanting to buy gas are going to keep buying gas anyways unfortunately Mm -hmm. so like I don't think it's maybe like a little like I could give it a little bit of credence but I don't think it's enough that like this is going to be the holdout then we're never going to get clean energy because of this savings because yeah it's not like an immense amount.
1: No, but if you do look at it from the fossil fuel company perspective, yeah. right, where you take that, I mean, it presumably, if it's costing the federal government $10 billion to forego that money, and the fossil fuel companies actually grab it for themselves by yeah. increasing the base pr- price of gas. And by the way, according to the Transportation and Investment Advocacy Center, over the past 10 years, less than 20 percent of state gas tax cuts were passed down to consumers by the fossil fuel companies. So that's just real evidence, right? Concrete evidence that the fossil fuel companies grabbed the money for themselves. Now, if the federal government was foregoing $10 billion, then presumably what it means is those fossil fuel companies were grabbing that 10 billion. So 10 billion, that's a chunk of change. i mean, like, if you had 10 fossil fuel companies and they each got a billion extra dollars, They might say, hey, we're going to stick with these fossil fuels rather than transition to clean energy. I just feel like they, my beef
0: with that is that I feel like fossil fuel companies have had, and I'm not an economist, I don't know the ins and outs, but in my opinion, fossil fuel companies have had enough money and enough resources for a long time that they haven't even really invested any of them in any sort of slow to medium speed transition to clean energy. And they're just kind of like, they've sunk all their money into it at this point, or they're not willing to lose a personal profit to switch the company over that they're just making it up, like making up why they won't switch as and I think it's just like oh well, If I can't get my six million so I can go out on my yacht for three months and not do anything, like, I don't want to do it. I just, I think it's a BS argument. Like, I think it's just a personal gain thing and that they could do it. And I'm not saying it would be, like, that Shell and Exxon would be green energy tomorrow, but do I think in three to five years? Yeah, I think that's, like, very possible, even if it was a 50% switch.
1: Well, and this is, I mean, this is, you know, for, for environmental activists that are talking about transition. Look, the, 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 the wells that have already been drilled, that are already permitted, that are already pumping gas. Okay, you're going to pump the gas out of them until they go dry, which, by the way, happens relatively quickly, um, increasingly so even in, in fracked natural gas. Uh, or more so from fracked natural gas wells. They actually don't have a very long life. And that's why they keep having to refract them. They have to keep re-stimulating them. But what's, you know, the big debate is now is these these fossil fuel companies or these energy companies, whatever you want to call them, are getting money from the government and using their own money to invest in doing more drilling, building more pipelines, building liquefied natural gas export facilities, all of which means that they're expanding their investment in fossil fuels. And, you know, what what people like us say is don't give more permits, don't give more money, don't invest in drilling new wells, take that money and instead build that clean and renewable energy option. Right, And so you literally are transitioning because you're taking the money and rather than putting it in new fossil fuel development that will expand the fossil fuel footprint and continue the life of fossil fuels, you're putting that money in clean and renewable energy ramping that up, getting your energy from those sources. And then while that's happening, these wells are running dry, they're being retired t- and they're shutting down. And so you are literally transitioning, but the fossil fuel companies, what they say, oh, bridge fuel and all this nonsense is they're, they're investing more and more in continuing fossil fuels. And that's why the transition isn't happening. I mean, I
0: think like, one of one of the like clearest examples that I think you and I experienced was was like literally fighting for the New Mexico Green Amendment and the Koch brothers and whatever numerous natural gas fracking oil lobbyists that were paid to show up to be like this is not good and this is going to hurt the economy when really it was this is going to hurt our finances and what we're going to do and to me like you pouring money not you these people pouring money into lobbyists to literally go up and like spew this rhetoric when there's people on the other side that are like, I'm sick. My family is sick. My kids are not going to have a planet. I'm a young child who isn't going to have a future and they're spending their money. Like they don't want to transition. And like that would have been, there's so many opportunities where I'm like, why are these board members, these fracking board members not going to the legislature and saying, hey, there seems to be this real excitement around this Green Amendment thing. Is there a way that maybe we could talk about? I'm not saying like cowtail to the industry, but like, you know, we're thinking of transitioning to clean energy. So maybe instead of permitting a new fracking thing, if we invest in solar panels, could we be like first up? I know there's so many more like legal and economical nuances in it, but I'm just saying like that's not happening. It's just like, actually, fuck you, I want my paycheck and I'm going to pay other people to tell you why I should get my paycheck. That's what bothers me about it.
1: Yeah, and 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 then they talk about job creation and there's tremendous more, as we've talked about before on previous shows, there's tremendous more job creation and economic stability for, for regular everyday people in clean energy. And so, you know, that idea that we talked about before of, of the Biden administration wanting to invest in training to help people learn how to be, you know, to 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 do what they need to do to get a good paying job in the clean and clean energy um, industry, how, how that, how and why that makes so much sense. And so if we were investing in all these workers in Uh, working for the fossil fuel industry and training them to go into the clean energy industry. Again, that becomes part of the transition. So they're not out of a job. They're, when their well ones dry, dry, they're going to go to the new clean and renewable energy plant. So, but all of this brings me back to my grand idea. Yeah. (laughs) Grand idea is that I think That rather than doing this 18 cent tax reduction, the Biden administration should take that 10 billion to 20 billion dollars and invest in helping people to buy um, clean electric cars. I think that's a great idea. I probably sounded a little bit crazy there with my with the pitch of my voice. But so sorry out there in podcast land, but I'm very excited about this. So, so I did a little bit of calculating and, you know, I think one of course has to figure it out, right? And like how, how many cars can you get? But the the thing is, is the, the gas tax holiday will reach everybody who, who um, uses fossil fuel that puts gas in their car. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, but But unless they're a business that really uses a tremendous volume of gas, the size of the savings, as we've talked about, is is not huge for businesses, admittedly trucking companies and all it would be, but for everyday people, Um, whereas using that 10 to $20 billion might not benefit everybody, but The benefit that people would get would be significantly greater and permanent. Yeah, not for the summer months and not for you know to July to January. So, the 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 look just looking it up, the lowest cost Tesla or the lowest cost the lowest model Tesla, which is actually what I have right now um, when you go online is forty five thousand dollars. That's what the, at least that's what it says, the research online. So $10 billion could purchase, if you outright purchased it, could purchase um, like 223,000 Teslas. Wow. Oh. Now that would help 223,000 people permanently avoid the ongoing use of fossil fuels and benefit from the lower cost electric power that they would need to power their car. It would help with the climate crisis. It would help reduce pollution in their communities. Um, And if you're talking about $20 billion, well, then you would double that number. Um, The Chevy Bolt, when I looked it up, the Chevy Bolt is significantly, the Bolt, not like the Volt, the Bolt is 100% electric. And that the cost of that going online, looking at the same sources is about $10,000 less, that's $34,000. So you could buy even more Chevy Bolts, or maybe you could have a program where you're helping people like your friend who's thinking about like their next car, Um, you know, maybe you give them a, a rebate that's half the price of the car. And yeah. by the time they trade in their car and get a trade in value, plus get that rebate, they've gotten a really inexpensive car. And then for people who are low income, for whom that isn't an option, we have a special program where they actually get a car outright, get a car. yeah. Um, or, or another idea, right? We had talked previously about that gentleman in Trenton who mm-hmm. is having trouble paying his electric bills, Um um, to the you know to the company and you know talk and, and, and couldn't afford the cost of solar panels well solar panels if you look for a residence if you, again if you this is all general very general but the average cost that they're talking about is a, about um, eighteen to nineteen thousand dollars for a house to get solar panels so if you had ten billion dollars you could ca- get 540 thousand five hundred homes solar panels Hmm. and that would be people like avoiding electric like i mean all the benefits so and sure again there are other ways to work it out so you wouldn't have to buy it outright for me the whole point i'm just trying to make is isn't there a better way (laughs) to lose that 10 billion dollars from the federal budget yeah. Rather than not collecting it from dirty fossil fuels and perpetuating that problem, how about you spend it yeah. on helping people get solar panels, electric cars, and all of those things?
0: Yeah, that's I a agree. Good idea.
1: No, I think that's a great
0: idea. I think there's like, yeah, I think there's so much that goes into like the cost of people's homes and cars and things that we, that for some people might not seem that big of a cost and for other people it's a huge cost and so I think that would be and also helping the climate crisis would be dope.
1: <laughs> it's huge, you know, and, the, and, and the, the floods, flood damages, the healthcare costs, um, you know, caused by the on- ongoing pollution, the, the, the healthcare costs from the, you know, the intense heat mm-hmm. that they're experiencing in the Pacific Northwest you know, where people are literally dying from the heat or unable to go outside and work because it's you know, well over a hundred degree days, like, I don't know, 120 degrees. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Um, the temperatures that we've seen in recent years and how incredibly costly that is. So this kind of investment of $10 billion, no, we're not going to, it's not going to stop the climate crisis single-handedly, but it's going to be a major contributor. And I just think we've got to start getting creative and smarter with how we're investing are government dollars, and right now, you know, there's tremendous amount amounts of money, whether it's tax rebates or actual handouts going to the fossil fuel industry. How about we do some handouts to real people? Get them their electric cars. Get them their solar panels. Give them permanent assistance because, yeah. again, once you get that car, once you get that solar panel, the benefits in lowered costs for the 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 person or the family as well as the benefits for the community in reduced climate changing emissions and pollution in general are enduring. I saw um, a a funny tweet post that was like, instead of a,
0: I just like building off of this of like, get creative. And it was like, instead of having like a presidential or vice presidential like debate, how about let's give them, I forget if it was like an hour or three hours, but like, let's give them a 60K budget for a family of four and they have to like craft how the family is supposed to live on that with all the costs and so yeah and so it's like obviously this thing of it's like things that the government are talking about putting money into or their plans or whatever a lot of stuff that either isn't going to happen or people are like I don't care about that because I'm trying to put food on the table because I'm trying to pay for gas to get my kids to school or so I can get to work so I can keep making money um so yeah I agree I mean even like things that benefit everybody like change cities from a lot of cities like make all the public transportation electric and enhance public transportation throughout the u.s like we suffer super big with lack of public transportation if you're not in a metropolis city area and like making that all environmentally friendly so people could even afford to have less cars like where we live or if you live in rural like you can't not have a car to, to, get, to get around so like yeah i just i think getting creative with it would be great
1: One hundred percent, and you know, and you were talking about how on this social media they're talking about sixty thousand dollars for a four-person family. Um, A lot of people they don't have sixty thousand dollars. I mean, you know, they are talking below the poverty line. I mean, you know, some of the numbers you hear about people living off of twelve thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars. I mean, you know, it's just like I I can't imagine. I don't. I don't know how these, these caretakers, these parents, these, how they're able to make it work, somehow they are making it work. Um, but it's gotta be such an incredible struggle that I can't even imagine. And the thought, you know, when we hear these debates uh, at the federal level and at the state level about taking away um, food stamps or not providing health care and acting like it's not a big deal, is just so distressing. I mean, I would be happy take this ten billion dollars and give it all to people who um, have vehicles that need to be replaced that are below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 offer the incentive to somebody like you or I. And I know you're a struggling student, so I know you know life's not easy for you, but it's a lot easier than it is, yeah. you know, for those parents and you'll find a way, you'll be able to get loans, you'll figure it out how to get that replacement car. But 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 those people can't or won't or don't. Um, or maybe they take public transportation, they take the bus and then get them solar panels, you know, for their for their home or do something. Um, but I just think, you know, helping I drive an electric car, but the truth is I don't need the $33. Yeah. I value it. I value, I collect pennies off the darn ground, right? Like I have a piggy bank for change. I don't, I can't, I don't understand people who leave their change on the counter, right? Like I collect all that, I count it, it all adds up. I value money and I'm very careful with my money but I would rather somebody that is on on that kind of tight, difficult budget, getting, you know, that kind of powerful gift From their community of an electric car of solar panels on their house or some other something, you know, maybe they don't own a house so that doesn't work but there's got to be something that helps the climate and helps the fossil fuels and helps them.
0: Yeah, no I think it's just like a constant theme in America that like there's a lot of things that the government does that are like isn't it so great. And it's just kind of like, well, yeah, it's nice, but I think you could do more and I think you could get like, yeah, like get creative with it or like, this might be great for some people and, but there's like greater need in the world, like free healthcare. That would be dope <laughs> with love. I actually was talking to somebody cause we're all sitting for the bar and he was just like, he made a joke, but it was in like, serious. He was like, my healthcare is riding on me, passing the bar. Because if he doesn't pass the bar, he doesn't get his job and
1: then he's out of health care. So Right That's the way it is for so many people that they can't they can't afford health care. And as you said, it's really getting a job where health care is offered is important. Now the the Obamacare, what is it called? It's um, Affordable Care Act. The Affordable Care Act has helped a lot of people, but it's also been undermined, right? In recent years. And and we hear about um, you know, the healthcare program for children, low income children being taken away and, you know, constantly debates about taking away their meal plans, like free meals when they go to school. I mean, the whole thing is insane. And I, I, I just got incredibly angry while I understand the idea of the gas holiday and I believe the motivation is genuine to be helpful. I think the reality that the gas companies aren't gonna pass it on and are gonna grab it for themselves as they've done historically, that that is has the greatest likelihood. Um, and I just also think there are better ways to help more people and save the planet with that kind of money. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah,
0: I think you summed it up. <laughs> Okay, cool. So I think that is an interesting thing that not many people have probably heard about or understand. So now everybody has a little bit more information. Um, maybe you can call Biden and tell him to spend $10 billion and get everyone free electric cars. Um,
1: but yeah, anything else to add, Mom? No, although I did think, well, what about um, Elon Musk, right? What, him, how much money did we talk about him recently? Was it $44 million? He was spending a billion. Oh my God. Take his 44 billion plus this 10 to 20 billion. Now how many electric cars do we buy? So too much math uh, for me, too much math, but big numbers that could make a big difference. So, um, yeah, so I just thought it was interesting. And I, you know, I think you and I thinking about it in this slightly different way really helps people just see, hopefully that, um, It's not always what it seems when they talk about it in the, in the news and the press and in politics. Yeah, I agree. All right. And I think with that,
0: we have wrapped up another episode this week. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you guys next week for another hot topic.